Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast this Tuesday. You're about to listen to a message from the Flow Revival Service preached by healing evangelist, best-selling author and mega church pastor Dag Heward Mills. Today's message is from the series on how to be a head pastor. In this series, Bishop Dag teaches on how to be a good leader and the qualities required to lead with excellence. Being a head pastor and leading a church is not a simple task. In today's message, Bishop Dag will teach you on the strivings against David. A leader has many strivings against him, but how exactly can he maintain his leadership in the midst of such complex strivings from different sections? Let's find out in today's teaching. Hallelujah. Father, we are so excited to be here tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Second Samuel chapter 22. Thou hast kept me to be the head. Second Samuel chapter 22, verse 20. We're talking about thou has kept me to be the head or what it means to be a head pastor. So if you are interested in the ministry, you can stay on. But if you are not, you can go to Netflix and find a film to watch or CNN to watch the news. We are, we are here on the ministry. Amen. Amen. Now, um, 2 Samuel chapter 22, and all the way down in verse 44, it says, Thou hast delivered me from the strivings of my people, and thou hast kept me to be head of the heathen. A people which I knew not shall serve me. Amen. Amen. So thou hast delivered me from the strivings of my people, and thou hast kept me to be the head. Now, it's not easy to be a head or a leader of anything. All right? Right. Because um, God himself recognizes that your brain is the only part of your body which is completely surrounded by hard bone. Even the heart and the lungs have spaces between the ribs. But the head is completely encased in solid bone. So that shows you how valuable the head is. That God has demonstrated the value of the head by encasing the head absolutely in bone. Hard bone. You can check. Your head is like a coconut. All right? So when you say your head is like a coconut, don't be angry. Because it's true. (laughs) All right? Now, verse 44 gives us a great revelation about what it means to be the head pastor. It says, 
thou hast delivered me from the strivings of my people. So the people around you will be striving, making efforts, do you see, to topple you, to remove you in a subtle way, in an overt way, in a direct way, insidiously, indirect. Today, it is not so acceptable to be openly opposed to anything. So most people have resorted to indirectness. Do you understand? You must be more indirect about your opposition to something or your desire to topple the head or to remove him. So most people's opposition is vague, indirect, and you need to have discernment to realize that this person is actually an enemy. You get it? So the strivings of my people are real things that take place for anybody who is in leadership. All right? Now, let us go directly to Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs chapter 30. All right, you like Proverbs? Proverbs 30, verse 29. It says, There be three things which go well, four are comely in going. Now, there are three things which are working, which work. That's how they work, and they are nice when you watch them. Amazing. A lion which is the strongest among the beasts and turneth not away for any. I always, whenever I watch wildlife, I watch for this particular characteristic in lions. They don't turn away from you. I mean, it's the last moment then that he he will run. If you attack, he stands there. Buffaloes, elephants, he, he will stand there. He doesn't turn away. That's a characteristic of a lion. That's why you are told, do not run from a lion. Because you are finished. If you run, that's it. You have to stand there. You have to stand like this. <laughs> yes, every standing. <laughs> yes. It's, it's really nerve-wracking to watch that. Then the second thing that is, goes well, all right, a greyhound and a he-goat. Yeah, amazing to watch. Greyhounds are fast. A he-goat is also an amazing animal to watch him climbing the rocks. And then another amazing thing that goes well and is nice to watch is a king against whom there is no rising up. A leader against whom there is no rising up is another amazing thing. But that's not common. There are always strivings. And people are always making efforts, mostly indirect efforts, to oppose, to fight, to remove you, to destroy you one way or another. So Jesus in his ministry was opposed throughout 
I mean, until they finally came out, their hatred for him was manifested fully. So being a leader, a head pastor, is a very blessed uh, job. It's very different from being an assistant. You know, when you are assisting, um, when, you are, when you are an assistant, you are like a wife. And the temptations of a wife are different from the temptations of a head or the husband. Because a wife is more of an influence rather than a decision taker. So all the sins of a wife have to do with manipulation and insinuations and influence and things that are done from behind the scene. Do you see? It's all indirect. And uh, that's how the assistant is too. It's either fully in support or it becomes an insidious canker who is not directly uh, opposed openly, but indirectly. So a lot of indirectness, vagueness, but not supporting. And it's equally destructive because Jesus said, he that is not with me is against me. Mm. And so I once read a book on warfare, and they emphasize a lot that the first thing is to identify enemies. Because enemies these days don't identify themselves. They, they, they come as friends. <laughs> Do you understand? They say, oh, we are just doing this. We want this to happen. And we have the same vision that you have. But it's not really with you. So, it is important that you first identify enemies. And you see that, um, what is his name? David said, uh, the Lord has kept me to be the head and delivered me from the strivings of my people. So he says that there were strivings among his, among his people. All right? And there are always strivings. And so a leader's victory and a leader's success is his success in being able to still lead and go forward and advance in spite of all these things. Are you with me? Yes. yes. So if you think you will ever be allowed to just reign freely, then you don't understand it. It's a bit like the government. If this government, whichever government you are in, whichever country, goes out of power next, the next time there's an election, and then the next group comes, they will not be allowed to work even within a day or three days there will be publications in the news about so many things about the new people have come. It wouldn't take even a week. There will be negative things that they are thieves, they are liars, they are bad, they are corrupt, they are this, they are incompetent. It will start because you only reign in the midst of the strivings of your people. Yes. You always lead in the midst of your strivings of your people. So when you lead without being conscious of that, you see, then it shows how naive you are and how unaware of realities you are. You get it? So, a few people have, um, when I wrote my books, well, bring the books again. <laughs> when, my, when I wrote my books, they 
criticize the books. Those who are ignorant, they criticize it because they don't understand, like, what am I fighting? Yes. And those who accuse you, you see, it doesn't look peaceful. It doesn't look like t- teaching on how to have abundance, how to have a good life. Do you get it? The strivings of the people, those who pretend. That's what I was saying, that there are many actors who look like they are with you, but they are against you. So you need to learn to look into people's eyes and read them from their eyes and read their faces and look at their, their body language. Yes. And try to understand what you are looking at. Do you understand? Yeah. To see those who pretend. Because there are many good pretenders. The best pretenders are those who look innocent. Like one, one brother told me that he was never caught by the police. Although he had killed a number of people. And I asked him why. And he said, because I have a baby face. And he did. He looked like a very young person. But he was much older. And he was actually a pastor of a church that he had started. But he said, I killed people. I was an assassin. But I was never. So when the police met me, when they look at me and I talk to them, they said that this is a small little boy. He cannot do this. And so they let him go. So they let him go a number of times because of his face. Yes. You know, you use faces to choose actors. You know, like some people have a face that makes you laugh. And they, they don't even say anything, but it looks funny. Is it not true? You know some people like that? Like who? Mr. Bean? Super OD was also like that. Yes. Yes. Those who forget. You see, the strivings of the people. A lot of people forget things. And they, they attack you. They forget. Those who are dangerous sons. They are all real people. You know, all the words in the dictionary are used because they, they, they were invented because they exist. Words like painful, full of pain. You understand? Sorrowful, full of sorrow. Yes. It's, there, are, there are things that are real. You will not know it, it is real. You will soon see that there is a, a reason for every English word. Yes. Those who are dangerous sons and daughters too. You see, why don't the ladies say, we want to be included in this? I don't know why ladies don't say that. Why are you, why are you writing the book as though it's just men? We want, we want to be treated fairly. We don't want to be, we don't want to be uh, hidden or discriminated against. But no, no lady is asking. So, dangerous sons and daughters. Why do, you, why, why do you write your book, Dangerous Sons? Why don't you write Dangerous Sons and Daughters? Or Dangerous People? So that this is, uh, the gender discrimination is not there. Ooh. One of you is a devil. <laughs> Loyalty and disloyalty. All these are to fight the strivings of people. All right? So, in your immaturity, you may think that these books are not relevant in our church or in the church. But with time, you'll find out that 
a king against whom there's no rising is not common. It's a nice thing to see. But it is not that common. Amen. Back to 2 Samuel chapter 22. And I want you to see something right at the top there. Now, verse 20. The whole of 2 Samuel chapter 22 is about being a head pastor. Now, you'll notice here, he says, He brought me forth also into a large place. So, when you are the head, you can be the leader until you come into a large place. A large place means that you really expanded. That's why you needed a large place to operate. You need a large place to sing to a large audience, preach to a large audience, talk to a large audience, speak to thousands of people. Why? Because he delighted in me. You know, this is the end of his life, so he's entitled to say what he wants. (laughs) He's dying, and he's giving his last speech. This is his last speech. He said, because he delighted in me. And verse 21, notice. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness and according to the cleanness of my hands has he recompensed me. You see, righteousness is a breastplate that protects your heart from attacks, whatever the attacks may be. And throughout, when your breastplate of righteousness is removed, you are really vulnerable to the next big attack. It can actually destroy you. So righteousness and a certain level of righteousness is important. And we all know that David sinned. We know David sinned and all that. So when you read this verse, you may even wonder how he could say something like, the Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. And according to the cleanness of my hands, has he recompensed me? Well, what I would say is that um, the Bible does say, there's a verse in the Bible which says that David served the Lord and did well, except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. You see, he made a mistake. He did well, but in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. That was where he didn't do well. But you can see that God um, takes into consideration the whole picture. Yes. So, 1 Kings 15 verse 5, because David did that which was right in the eyes of the Lord and turned not aside from anything that he commanded him all the days of his life, save only in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. So, one of the things you learn from this is that God looks at the overall picture, the true picture. And if you read the Psalms of David, all right, my father used to play the Psalms of David in his bedroom all the time. I never could hear the words of the song, but I could hear Psalms of David. But, yes, uh, you see, you know more about David by listening to the Psalms. I mean, the things he said, the Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not want. And though the enemies surround me, what, what are they? Though an army may encamp against me. Yes. Though war may rise against me. One thing have I desired to be in the house of the Lord and so on. And those are the kind of things you realize who David was when you read some of those sounds. He was a prophet, even though he was a king. So righteousness, you when you take the ruler to measure yourself, you will see that you've fallen short and so on. But there is a sense in which, yes, you realize that <laughs> in a general way, <laughs> you relatively. I don't know whether it's relatively or whatever, but maybe in the eyes of the Lord. Yes. You know, there's some level of righteousness. (laughs) But David said, the Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness and according to the cleanness of my hands has he recompensed me. So remember that righteousness is very important you know, um, in all that you do. Amen. Amen. Because to be a head and a leader, you need that. Now turn with me to Second Samuel chapter 15 and then let us look at the strivings that came against David. Now it came to pass after this that Absalom prepared him chariots and horses, 50 men to run before him. All right? Now Absalom rose up early and stood beside the way of the gate. And it was was so that when any man that had a controversy came to the king for judgment, then Absalom called unto him and said, Hey, come this way. What city art thou? And he said, Thy servant is one of the tribes of Israel. And Absalom said, See, thy matters are good and right, but there is no man deputed of the king to hear thee. There's nobody around to hear. The old man is, you know, he's not around. He's, he's not interested in all these things. You know, he has, you know, I don't know what he's doing now. But anyway, I'm here to help you. You see? So it was so that when, and Absalom said, oh, and he would talk to the people. You, know, you, you can see the Bible is making a great effort to record what happened. He's trying to record probably a lot of conversations that went left, right, left, right, left. I don't know what is even happening. But summarizing, to summarize, he was saying that, you know, oh, that I were made judge in the land. So what I'm talking about, indirect strivings, the indirectness you see, the insidious fighting. Now, by whom? His own son. So not easy to detect. Because it's your own son, it's your blood. So you, you know that this one can never do this. He cannot do anything because it's your son. There's no way that he can ever lift his finger. It's my own son. I, I, gave, him, I gave him the name Absalom. So you know that it's not possible. So we are talking about impossible people that you never, like when you are writing the list of bad people. Like, you want to write a list of bad people that are in my church, or bad people that are in my leadership, or bad people that I am leading that I have earmarked for danger. What this person, what this person, what this person. 
You see, when the strivings come, they can come through people that you cannot expect. This, this one is not possible. It's not possible. It's my son. Let's find somebody else. Those are the danger spots. But not this one. That's where you have people like Judas coming in. Because with Judas, it was like, it's not possible. I mean, we've been together for three and a half years. I mean, he's been appointed to the throne, thrones of heaven. The gates of heaven are going to be named after these apostles. His name is written. They have promised them mansions in heaven. I mean, it's, it's out of the question. He was there from the beginning of the revolution up till today. Do you get what I'm saying? Judas means praise. <laughs> so, again, the strivings of the people from unexpected sources. So you see that a king against whom there is no rising is not so common. And this is very indirect. Just meetings, talking. Oh, yeah, so you said your, your land was taken by your neighbor. And, the, and then after that, did they pay you? They didn't pay you. But it's a clear case. Oh, this is something that is very, I mean, it's something we just deal with straight away so that you can continue your development. Ah! <laughs> and, and it's, oh! You've not, so you couldn't see the king, you see. Ah. And the next verse, verse 5, says, uh, and it was so that when any man came nigh to him to do him obeisance, he put forth his hand and took him and kissed him. It was very nice to people. Watch out for very nice people. He took him and kissed him. Ah. <laughs> oh. I see. Now, this is a very dangerous thing, but it happens all the time. And if ever you are an assistant, you must be careful because when you are an assistant, what happens is that because you are not Siamese twins, and even if you are Siamese twins, even if you are twins, you are not going to think the same way all the time. I mean, I don't know if any of you knows um, any identical twins. Jordan is an identical twin. Yes. Do you think in the same way as your sister? Do you do the same things? That, I mean, you are, you, are, you are in Ghana. Your sister is somewhere else. In another country. Or do you like the same way? <laughs> I've got an identical twin right here. So no two people will ever have the same way of thinking. That's the whole point. So when you are a wife or an assistant, do you get it? What happens is that the day comes very quickly in marriage like not too long after you've taken up your position, that you find out that you don't agree with something that is going on. You don't agree at all. But before you married, do you see, the person was like God. Hey, hey, by hey, Pastor Osofo has come. Your mother will be calling. Come, hey, Osofo has come. Oh, he's coming. He said, bring a chair. Because she also wants you to marry the pastor. So she's, she's, she's flowing with the whole thing. You get it? Yeah. It's like a God. You are like a God visiting. Yes. You are like a, I mean, you are like a high up, amazing person. And then, after marrying, then you start to realize that you don't agree. 
So no, but I don't think that we should do this. I, I, why are you doing and I, eh, this? And that. So it begins. And that's the same thing. Anybody who is an assistant, the bottom line, or you are my as, assistant, or you are a branch pastor, or a bishop somewhere, or under me, anywhere, it's not everything that you will agree because we won't think in the same. There's no way for us to think the same thoughts and decide the same things in the same way at the same time. That's the reality. So what happens is that you have always opportunities to disagree. And those disagreements can now form seeds that fester within you. And you have that's when the murmuring comes and the strivings begin. Are you with me? Yeah. Yes. It's because a person is not in charge. Do you see? So let's say you, 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 you are running a country. Not everybody agrees with everything that is being done. At least the opposition, they don't, they don't agree with anything. And then even within the government, many people don't agree with what the head of state is doing at all. They don't agree with it. And there are factions and things, insinuation, talking undercurrents, undermining, all sorts of things, all the time. That's why David said that to be here, God thou has kept me to be the head and from the strivings of the people. Are you listening to me? Yes. All right. I hope to, some of you want to be head pastors because I hope I'm preaching to the right crowd. <laughs> Otherwise, you may not understand what I'm talking about. It's too deep for you. All right. So now, people were coming around and he put his hand and kissed them, you know, and it's like, this is, this is the person who understands. And also, I like the way he's friendly. And like, he's, he's a very nice person, you know. That man, we can't even see him. We don't even know where he is. Yes. Like, this is a people's man, and he's like, he's really available. Yes, he's really available. It's like, he's the one you can see. Yes, he's the one who understands. He's the one who will kiss you. That one doesn't kiss Maybe he wave. I mean, he's very proud. He's, dis- he's disconnected. He's disconnected from realities and practical things. Doesn't know what's going on on the ground. That's how people talk about leaders. Yeah. So this is what exactly Absalom. And of all people, you would have, you'd have expected somebody else, but not Absalom, because Absalom was one of the main sons. We were expecting Absalom to be the next king. Yes, Absalom going to be the next king. He's one of the main sons. All right? Verse 6. Now, on this manner did Absalom to all Israel that came to the king for judgment. So Absalom stole the hearts of the men of Israel. So Absalom gradually made everybody like him. Now, one of the ways is what you say to people, uh, especially disgruntled people, hurt people, Affected people. You always have something nice to tell them. That makes them see that. You see, I'm hurt. I'm hurt, pa, and there's something wrong. And you see, there's somebody who understands. There's somebody who sees that. I really have a point. There's somebody who understands and you see now, you see, after all, I was not as bad as they making me out to be. Because here is somebody who really understands. He understood everybody. Yes. I remember when President Obama became the president. 
I was so happy that he became the president. I was one of the people that was very supportive, but supportive that he was becoming the president. But I, I remember when he was becoming the president, I heard a little voice. He's too nice. He speaks too well. He's too perfect. Yes. He's too perfect. He speaks too well. Everything about him is too excellent. Yes. Watch out for these kind of people. Too good. And today, after this man has come and gone, you can basically see that he has promoted homosexuality in the whole world more than any American president or any powerful person. In many countries he has gone to, he was rebuked and rejected that we don't, it's not our culture in Africa. And many other things. It's amazing. Yes. All kinds of things. And if you go deeper, it goes wilder. So watch out for this good person, Absalom, who is so good that everybody comes to him. Because remember that every assistant cannot agree with everything because it's not possible. If you get that, that would be wonderful. But I don't think my bishops agree with everything. Dr. Cho used to say that for every Korean, you have two ideas. So when you have 200 Korean pastors, you have 400 ideas. You know? <laughs> because everybody has two ideas for everything that has to be done. So there's 400 ideas at the table when 200 pastors meet. You get it? <laughs> So, there are so many ways and opinions and ideas about everything. But the, to be the head is the key. All right? So, gradually, you steal the hearts. Now, your heart must be with your leader. You see, if you ask, somebody asks you the question, if this person leaves the church, will you stay in the church or you follow him? One, one, one brother told me years ago, you know, what happened was that his, his brother was um, caught in the crossfire between somebody who was leaving the church and someone. Yeah, so he, someone was leaving and then he was there. So he said to me later, if my brother had left, I would have left. I didn't think twice about it at that time. He said, if my brother had left, I would have also left. But his brother amazingly took a decision not to leave and had to break up certain um, ties in order to do that it was quite a difficult step. But you, you should ask yourself that what will you do if this person goes, if this person leaves? And that itself shows you where you stand. If the answer to your question is not that your heart is with the leader, then your heart has been Absalomized. Because Absalom steals hearts. And Absalom makes you such that if there's ever a conflict or there's ever a question, you have the person that you will follow. Or that it will even be a question that has to be asked you. That even that question should be asked you that what would you do? It shows that there's something wrong already. Are you understanding me? Yes. And when your heart is with someone, you'll find out that even when it's time to honor, you prefer to honor the person that your heart is with. <laughs> so you will find out that it will have to take an official honoring 
for you to say, I'm going to honor my prophet because it has been instituted and forced upon you that you should honor this person. But really, in your own, if you're flowing by yourself, you, would, you have who you would honor. So, oh, this, this is the person I know. I don't know that guy. It shows, it shows that the person has stolen your heart and not allowed you. And you see, we thank God for technology. Through technology, I am being exposed to my flock. And my flock is being exposed to me. For prayer meetings, for the church, for whatever. Even in this flow season, more people are listening. I mean, who are in branches and in churches are getting a chance to listen to me. Because you have some pastors who wouldn't even want them to listen to me. They say, no, no, you listen to, 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 to you know, in case you, yeah, my podcast, in case, in case, you know, uh, you see where the message is coming from and then you, you say you've heard it before. <laughs> you go to the source. It's true. So the fact that, I mean, you have to be told, honor your prophet, that this person is your prophet or the leader or the founder or whatever, it shows already that without even knowing it, your heart is not with your leader. Because even if the king is sleeping in his house and he's not coming for meetings, your heart should be with your king. God, there's one king. Anything that has two heads or that has one and a half heads is a monster. Are you there? Verse 7. And it came to pass after 40 years. Huh? 40 years. That Absalom said unto the king, I pray thee, let me go and pay my vow, which I have vowed unto the Lord in Hebron. So this 40 years, is it 40 years of Absalom sitting at the gate and stealing the hearts of the people of Israel? And sometimes you see that a long-standing member of government, 40-year membership, do you see, can do the most harm. Yes. That is why sometimes you see people will take the title. It was a title that we have, and then they will be using the title as though they are that title. And that title gives them authority or gives them seeming authority to say things. Because you've been around for 40 years. And now you, the things you are saying about your, your own father, it must be right. Even people will not suspect that there's something wrong with it because you are the son. So the son said that, whatever. The son said we should come. The son called us uh, last week. He called from the castle. I mean, if you ever watch a film about Saddam Hussein, you see his, his two sons. They were the most powerful people in Iraq. Very wild. When they were killed, they were killed in a shootout in a house in, in Baghdad. You know, it was a major thing. The two sons, they were notorious. But it's like, oh, the son says, the son. Yes. So, I mean, Absalom was the son. He used to drive the poshest cars in town. When he comes with his convoy, who can speak? The, the, son, the son has said whatever. 
Verse 8. For thy servant vowed a vow while I abode in Jeshua, saying, If the Lord shall bring me again to Jerusalem, then I will serve the Lord. All right. And the king said, Go in peace. So he arose and went to Hebron. But Absalom sent spies throughout Israel. So here again, the strivings of your people are liars and deceivers. Absalom was not going to do any um, good thing in Hebron. Do you see? He was lying. So one of the strivings against the head pastor is deception. Do you see? Deception. So, you have an army of deceivers around you. And an army of liars. And you find out that depending on the quality of the assistants and the quality of people around you, depending on what they know as morals, some find it easy to lie. They lie as though they are breathing. <sighs> That's a <the> lie. <sighs> you see how you breathe? Every breath is, is, that's how they lie. They lie easily. Deception. It's not true. It's not breathing. It's a machine. Oh. <laughs> yes. So one of the top strivings of people around you is lying. Yes. He was lying. He was lying. He was not going to do any feast. He wasn't going to serve any Lord. He was, he was trying to do something wilder, but lies always are part of bad things. Anything bad, it's defense or bodyguard or guard is a lie. You need a lie to defend or protect bad things. If you take the first love church, the first love church do you see, sends a message to the grown-ups. For instance, if you take even our offerings, you see that in, in the flow season, the offerings of the first half have gone higher than even, but the grown-ups have gone down. What does it mean? If you take, when we're taking offerings for the um, prisoners at Easter or at Christmas time, you see that children, children, who have come together, are giving more money than places where there are so-called millionaires and you see the cars. The people who come to church at the First Love Church, they come in buses. They are all children with buses. And they give more money to look after the poor and whatever. More than the... Uh, <laughs> more money than those in the posh churches. Are you understanding what, I'm what does it mean? What does it mean? Do you see? You have people who can go on missions, but they, with deception, they strive against the apostolic call that I have. So they are striving against it through deception, and they will come up with many things that are reasons which are not reasons. Why things are going the way they are going and things are not going the way they are going. You get what I'm saying? Yes. yes. You stand and you raise funds. And you say, how many will give this? And I remember one time I was in a certain country whose name begins with an A. And I raised a lot of money. And so when I left, 
the amount of money that the people gave, so many people, I mean, they, they did not give the money at all. Like, at all. It's just amazing. It's like they were lying. When they came to pledge, I'll give this, I'll give this, I'll give this. It's amazing. And you, you keep on realizing that the initial strivings against you are through lies and deceptions. Lying and deception. You have to be careful. And so I'm, I'm saying this because you must be careful that you don't join negative things. Because if you don't take care, you'll just be one of the liars around. All through my ministry, liars have been the greatest strivings against me. Liars and deceivers. Some open, some insidious, some they lie, the, the lie is the action. The lie has entered the skin. It's now in the blood vessels. Mm. So the, the moving person is a lie. Without even a word spoken, the, move, the, the moving human being is a lie. Is a lie. It's not what you think it is. A woman is a man. Oh. A man is a woman. Oh. It's amazing. So, the strivings. So, rather, what Absalom was doing was that he was actually going to try to kill his father. So the Bible says in 2 Samuel 15 and verse 10, Absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel saying, as soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, eh, then you say, Absalom reign. In other words, I've overthrown my father. It's a coup d'etat. <laughs> wow. So, but you notice that deception came before this. Yes. It means I'm going to pay a, a vow. So, that's why lies, you know, there's a scripture uh, which says that he that lies, the person who lies hates you. Every liar hates you. One, the one who, the, a person who tells a lie uh, hates the person who is harmed by the lie. I, I forget the exact um, King James language that he used, but even the other version says that Liars hate. Proverbs 26, 28. Yeah. Try that and let's see. Proverbs 26, 28. Yes. A lying tongue hateth those that are afflicted by it. You see, that's what Mike Maddox says that every liar hates you. If a person lies to you, the person hates you. You can never say a person who lies to you loves you. It's not true. No matter what, even if the person cuts the fingers and uses the finger, this finger to say I, and this finger to use this finger and you bend it, and you say this is I, this is L, then you use one to one of the fingers to make O, and then you use two fingers to make V, and then you can use the ear for E. I love you. It's not true. The Bible says a lying tongue hates those that are afflicted. But if you change the version, please. NIV. So Absalom hated his father. And so he started his things by lying. Uh It says in NIV, a lying tongue hates those it hates. Do you see? A lying tongue hates those it hates. So people who lie hate the people they are lying to. So, but it's the initial 
is the initial move against you. Is the initial move against you is to lie and deceive you. That's, that's, that's it. You see, so that's why we curse all liars. Yes, and all opportunists who come to deceive. We place a curse on the activities of liars and deceivers. Yes, because what else would you do? Because they are so good at it. So you need spiritual activation of words and curses. Curses are used for protection. A curse is like a, a demarcation. It's like a line. If you cross this line, if you don't cross this line, everything's okay. But if you cross this line, all those who cross this line, let this happen to them. So it's like a kind of protection. And the Bible teaches Moses, Joshua. When Joshua wanted to prevent Jericho from being built, he placed a curse on the one who lays the foundation and the one who builds the gate of Jericho because he didn't want it to be built again. He said it should never be built. But if anybody tries to, let, this, let him bury his child in the foundation and then the one who makes the gate will also die. Because he was trying to prevent it. So he spoke those cases. Yes. All through the Bible. Are you listening? Yes. Are you watching me? Yes. yes. Joshua 6 verse 26. And Joshua adjured them at the time saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord that riseth up and buildeth this city, Jericho. He shall lay the foundation in his firstborn, and in his youngest son shall he set up the gates of it. So his firstborn will be buried in the foundation, and his youngest son will be buried in the gates as a cost of building this town. This town. And it happened practically. But those who don't fear curses, you have yourself to blame. Amen. So, you see David struggling in 2 Samuel 15, back to verse 10. He now sent spies. That's why sometimes we pray against false brethren who are sent into our midst. They are spies. They are not real, genuine members. Spies. As soon as you hear the sound, say that Absalom is a king. Verse 11. And with Absalom went 200 men out of Jerusalem. That were called. So they called them. Now they went in their simplicity and they knew not anything. They didn't know what Absalom was doing, that he was going to overthrow his father. Do you see? So they joined it. Now this is one of the reasons why such people may have mercy. Because the Bible tells us that they went in their simplicity. Sometimes when you are naive, people take advantage of you. And when you don't know much, do you see? Some people can take advantage of you and mislead you to join something that you should never join. A thing that when you join, you are cursed. Do you see? So, in the simplicity of your mind, when you say simplicity, like your mind, there's no, you cannot, you cannot, like if somebody tells you something, you cannot know that this thing means this and it's expected to lead you to this. So, you think that it's just 
Christian life. Maybe if I say, I love you, you don't realize that I'm trying to get you to fornicate. But you think that you are just being, in the simplicity of your mind, I love you. It's like, oh, what love? So you say, oh, thank you. I love you. So, oh, thank you. But you don't know that you are being pushed to become a fornicator or an adulterer. Uh-huh. You don't realize it because in the simplicity of your mind, I love you. So, oh, what tenderness. Oh, what gentleness. Oh, what kindness. Oh, what sweetness. Oh, even my own biological father has never said, I love you. But I get, I love you every day. And it's so sweet. And joy. I, I love those words. But you don't know that they are coaxing you along the line until they can do whatever they want to do with you and turn you into nothing. Yes. So until you have had a, a series of people telling you, I love you, and doing whatever they want to do with you. Yes, you know, you know I understand it. I watched a film once. Uh, the blow man, one of the blow men, like the negative blow man. <laughs> There's a killer. <laughs> the killer in the film. Um, he had a wife or a girlfriend, you know, and uh, the girlfriend, the, the wife, I don't know, another wife or girlfriend or something, he was, she was some, she told, she told him that the man, she told somebody, another person, she told him that my, my guy, uh, he's, he's a certain type, he's in a certain way. He said, what way is that? He said, he, his, 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 his wife or his girlfriend, you know, every man who had touched his girlfriend before, before he knew them, before he knew her, you get it. <laughs> he killed. He killed each of them. And he killed each of them. Yes. Yes. He killed each of them. So you were just telling them. Not that they had done anything to him, but they got in the past. Yes. Before he knew her, so he he killed all of them. And then what happened was that when she began to say. So many, more than he was expecting. There were more than he was expecting the number of people. When it became too many, then he just killed her also. <laughs> he just killed her. Like, yes, yes. Because he was killing a lot of people. <laughs> yes, he just killed her. Oh, yes. <laughs> Are you listening? Yes, I hope you are understanding my preaching. Is my preaching simple enough? Yeah. All right? Okay. I don't even know the point I'm making. But I'm talking about someone, David. The killer. Yes. So, ah? Simplicity. Yes, simplicity. And by the time so many people have come, if you get a person like this killer, he will kill all the people. Who have said, I love you, I love you, I love you. Now, with Absalom went 200 men. And they went in the simplicity of their mind. So Adam and Eve all had different punishments because of the level of deception. Yes, the level of... And they were allowed to live a thousand years. 
a thousand years. Because the deception was big, and deception is big. Anyway, verse 12. Now, Absalom sent for Ahitophel, the Gilonite, David's counselor. All right? From his city. Even from Gilo, while he offered sacrifices. And the conspiracy was strong. And the people increased continually with Absalom. So now Absalom was organizing people against his father David. All right? And the conspiracy was strong. This person was involved. This person was involved. So this is Second Samuel chapter 15. The, the psalm we were reading, that thou hast kept me to the head, to be the head, is Second Samuel 22. It's seven chapters later. Then he sings this song and says, thou hast kept me to be the head. Yes, and you've kept me from the strivings of my people. Are you with me? Yes. So now Ahitophel joined in. Now Ahitophel was related to Bathsheba. Ahitophel was a relative of Bathsheba and was not happy with what has happened with Bathsheba. Yes. If I go into it now, I'll show you how he was connected to Bathsheba in the Bible. So, that thing, so anytime you are hurt by something, hurt people, hurt people are like snakes that has been hurt. You know, one, 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 one person was uh, telling me, he used to work on a farm. He said, when you see a snake, you see, don't drive over it. It's not a good thing to drive over a snake. It's a good thing to kill it. But it's not a good thing to drive over it. Why? Because when you drive over the snake, the snake is wounded. It may not die. And then when the wheels turn it, it can turn in the wheels and come into the car or into the tractor, it will, it will roll with the thing. So now you have inside your car, or inside your engine, a wounded snake, not a normal snake, a wounded snake. You wouldn't want to meet a wounded snake. You get what I'm saying? So you have somebody like Ahitophel, who has become like a wounded snake. He's hurt by something. Watch out for people. Like that is why all my life, you know, I once heard some advice from a pastor he said, try to have a sweet spirit all the time. Wow. Many, many years ago. He said, you must always have a sweet spirit. Like, don't be have bitterness and anger. I noticed that he had a lot of bitterness and anger. But he told me that I should not try to have not <laughs> bitterness and anger. <laughs> yes. Are you listening to me? Yes. All right. But that is one important thing. Like, what people do to you shouldn't make you hate people. Yes. If you feel feelings of hatred and vengeance, rising up and then you control you. Rising up and you control. You know, you should be careful because you find out that it's not a good thing. And it can be capitalized upon by the enemy. Yes. If you were going to marry somebody and you end up not marrying and you are hurt, you become, what do you call it? Wounded. What is the joke here? Is this, is there a revelation somewhere? 
<laughs> so, you find out that the rev. The, I say the rev. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. What's the discussion? <laughs> Try not to be hurt. Get rid of all the hurting things. Otherwise, your spirit is contaminated. That's why a priest was not supposed to have boils. Because boils are wounds that have not healed, they've not cured, but it grows and becomes a boil. So what is hurting you? What is offending you? What is offending you? Because it changes you. It changes you. Many times in my walk in the ministry, I realize that Satan wants to change me. He wants me to change. He doesn't want me to like people. He doesn't want me to love people. I shouldn't like people. Like I shouldn't trust people. I shouldn't trust people. I should, I should become some way. Yeah, but I try to resist it because as you get older, you know, I have an uncle, I told you before. <laughs> he, he always will be mentioning what he has done for people, you know, and he will always say, I did, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. This look at what this person did. And I, I don't want to be like that, but you can easily be like that. Because as you get older, you say, hey, you were. And you quote scriptures. He that digs a pit, he's a fall inside himself. He that throws a stone, a stone will be thrown at him. Yes. Hey. So, Ahitophel. Make sure nobody here is an Ahitophel. Whatever Bathsheba case has happened in your life, you are uncle or whatever to this girl, and now she has been taking the, all the big case that came. You have to leave it to God because if you don't leave it to God, you change. Yes. One day there was a pastor. His church did an offering for him and sent it to him. So when he received the offering, he sent it back. You see, because he was hurt from the congregation. You can easily be hurt by your church. Your church can hurt you. Your pastors can hurt you. Your children can hurt you. And you look at them and you say, what I did for this person, when I do it for you, you will not love me. You are, you, are, you are ungrateful. You are a wicked person. I will not do anything for you. I could have helped you, but I will not help you. I help somebody just like you. When I help the person, the person became some way. I love, you. I love somebody just like this, but when I love the person, the person was some way. So I won't love you again. Everybody should be where he is. And you see, you can't rise without help. You can't rise without help. If somebody doesn't help, you will never rise. It's true. You can't rise without help. Amen. Amen. So Ahitophel, watch out. The strivings, thou has kept me to be the head. You have resisted all these things. Verse 13. Now there came a messenger. To David, saying, the hearts of the men are after Absalom. Hey! People no longer like you. Do you see? 
And there you can panic as a leader because you realize that the hearts of the people are no longer with you. They may be official members, but their hearts are not with you. So if you are in the church, you know, your heart must be with your leader. If you are in a member of Winners Chapel, your heart must be with Bishop Oyedepo, who is the leader of that movement. If you are in Love World, is that what it's called? Christ Embassy. Your heart must be with Pastor Chris, who is your leader. Not with the assistant or with one of the branch pastors. Yes. And if you are part of the UD or First Love or whatever, any of the denominations, your heart must be with the leader, which is me. I am your leader and your prophet. Yes. So, your heart must be with your leader. And if it is not, and your heart is with some other person, then your heart is in the wrong place. Yes. Better go back for it. Call tomorrow you are coming for your heart. Tell them I'm coming for my heart tomorrow. Yes, bring my heart. I won't give you my heart again. Amen. Amen. Verse 14. We're having revival. Now, David said unto all his servants that were with him at Jerusalem, Arise and let us flee, for we shall not else escape from Absalom. Make speed to depart, lest he overtake us suddenly and bring evil upon us and smite the city with the edge of the sword. Verse 15. And the king's servant said to the king, Behold, thy servants are ready to do whatsoever my lord the king shall appoint. So here, you see, there are some servants who will never be some way. So even as David was going to run, there were some people that were solid with him. David was about to run away from his own son. Anyone who chases his father and attacks his own father, your spiritual name is Absalom. You have no other name but Absalom. It's an Absalom. Yes. If you attack your father, you are called Absalom in the spirit. Anyone who I have raised up, I have appointed, anointed, ordained, paid for, consecrated, set up, whatever, established as a son or whatever, and the person attacks me, the person is an Absalom. Straight away, he's following exactly what Absalom did to attack his own father who brought him and made him exist. And that's not a good thing. It doesn't, it doesn't end well. So, the Bible says that there were some servants who said, whatever we'll do. Now, notice fast, quick decisions. Yeah. To be kept as a head, you need to think quickly. And you need to take decisions. Do you see? Yes. You need to take decisions. Because if David hadn't taken a fast decision as to what he should do, he would probably not be alive today or he would not have become whom we know he became because he still has some chapters to live. Is it not true? Yes. 
What decision are you not taking quickly? To be ahead, you need to think fast. Sometimes we meet with people and we ask them, how is it that you are here and the ministry is not working? How is it? What is happening? They don't think quickly to decide that this thing, I need to act on it, is not going to end. It's not going to end well. That's why we have missionaries at places for 15 years and things are not working. Because after you've been at a place for so long, in that same town, there are other missionaries from other countries who have got a church with 3,000 members. And you have been there for 7 years, 10 years, and you have only 30 members or 20 members. You should think quickly of how to move. You see, that, it shows that you are not ahead. Yeah. That's why even the decisions are not coming. Because arms cannot take such decisions. Mm. The heart does not take decisions. The head that takes decisions. Mm. So the lack of a head is the lack of decision taking. Okay. And many times, you need to act before the enemy acts. And so David said, you know what, me, I fight. I'm a killer. I'm such a wild killer that I was not allowed even to build a temple. But, Charlie, let's go. We're out of here. And he moved. And he ran from his own son. Ash, I hope you never chase your father. <laughs> I hope you never attack someone you see, that, you have to even know who to attack. As someone who has been good to you before. And someone who has been kind to you before. When you are even attacking, you should even, if you are angry, why don't you find a dog and stone it? And express your anger on the dog. You get what I'm saying? Or watch a, a, a Chinese movie and then when the bad man, the killer is, is being killed, then you stand up and shout to express your hatred. Yes, or get some footballs and kick it. So, you must know somebody who has cared for you before and loved you before and established you. When, when I remember when my son, my first son was born. I remember what occurred to me was that I have become a father. But even though I had been a man and I'd even been married for some time, it was then that I became a father because I have caused somebody to live and exist. His existence is because of me. That's what it means to become a father. The person exists in whatever capacity because of you. It will not exist. It will not be there. You will not know the person. You will not know Kadela if I don't let her stand here and say, welcome to preach. You will, never, you will never see her. You will never, never see her from beginning to end. Ever. <laughs> that's a reality. If I don't want you to dance, you will never dance again. I mean, that's it. So it means that when you dance, I cause you to dance. I cause you to be seen. I cause you to be known. Yes. It's easy to say that it's, it's true and it's nice and all that. But when it matters, it's when you see that you are being provoked. Do you see? Yes. And that is where you have to remember all these things. Because as for everybody seeing these messages, they have been preached over and over again. But now, 
I'm preaching it again, and I'm saying these things to help us to, you know, know what it is to be ahead is to actually survive all this. Yes. One time I was with uh, Archbishop Duncan Williams, and he said to me, it's not about what you have done, what, where you have been. It's not, it's what have you suffered. He said, what, what have you suffered? And what have you been through? And what have you survived? These three things. <laughs> That's what it is. He said, that is what makes you who you are. It's not about what you have this car or you have this advertisement about your church or whatever, a poster. No. It's what have you suffered? It's true. What have you suffered? What have you been through that you are still in existence? And what have you survived? <laughs> no, when he said it, I thought to myself, wow, what is he saying? But there's nothing more true than that. Who you are is really what you have suffered and what you have survived. Yes. And there are many people, they come up like that and say, you, you'll be gone. And I'll still be there. Watch and see. What have you been through? What have you suffered? What have you survived? Amen. Amen. So a person, that's why the Bible says you stand up before the gray head and honor them because he has been through a lot. If you just live in this world, you've been through a lot. And look at us in a pandemic. Anybody who is alive now who knows what is pandemic, even, even students, one day they will be saying, do you know pandemic? What have you survived? There was a disease, there was no cure. It closed down the, the whole world. Really? Everything, everything, everything means what? Everything means every, every country, every country, including America, yes. <laughs> Whether it will even ever rise again. Nobody knows. Amen. Are you there? Now the king went forth and all his household. Then the king left ten women, which were concubines, to keep the house, like housekeepers. And the king went forth and the people after him and tarried in a place that was afar off. And his servants passed on beside him. Amen. Then said the king to Ittai the Gittite, Wherefore goest thou also with us? Return to thy place, abide with the king, without a stranger. Whereas thou camest but yesterday, should I this day make thee go up? And Ittai answered the king, verse 21, As the Lord liveth, surely in what place the Lord my king shall be, whether in death or in life, even there also will thy servant be. So, God, so David said to Ittai the Gittite, let's go. Because he said, wherever you are, in death or in life, I will be at that place. May you be like Ittai the Gittite. Yes. When you be like Itai the Gittite. Amen. Wherever my Lord the King shall be, whether in death or in life, I'll be there. That should be your mind. Now, it's, don't just say amen. What does the Bible say? A faithful man who can find. It's not easy to get people that are constant. You know, when the Bible says something, try to respect it all. It's immediately when you hear a verse, you say, hey, Lord, save me. It means I'm in danger of being unfaithful. 
It means I'm in danger that what Itai the Gittite did, I will not do it. How many people are there like Itai the Gittite? Yes. Amazing. Verse 22. And David said to Itai, go and pass over. And they passed over. Now, verse 23. And all the country wept with a loud voice. Because their father was being brought low. And all the people passed over. And the king also passed over the brook Kidron. When we go to Israel, you see, we'll go through the Kidron. And all the people passed over towards the wilderness. So David was running out of his palace to the wilderness. The father was rather moving away from his headquarters to the wilderness. And you ask yourself, what can make a father move from his headquarters to the wilderness? It's only Absaloms. People who attack their father, whether by deceptions or whether insidiously or whether overtly or openly, that can make a father leave his headquarters in Jerusalem and move to the wilderness. Just like Elijah ran away from Jezebel. These are strange movements, strange transfers, strange movements. Are you with me? Yes. yes. I'm talking about how to be a head pastor. If you don't want to be a head pastor, don't worry. This message doesn't worry. When you go home, you can go and read Matthew, Mark, and Luke. <laughs> Verse 24. Now Zadok also, and all the Levites were with him, bearing the ark, and they went up. And the king said to Zadok, Verse 25. Go back to the city with your ark. And then, if the Lord has favor with me, he will save me. And verse 27, and the king also said to Zadok, Are thou not a seer? Return into the city in peace, and your two sons with you, Ahimaaz and Jonathan, the son of Abiata. See, I will tarry in the plain of the wilderness until a word comes from you to certify me. And Zadok, therefore, and Abiathar carried the ark of God to Jerusalem, and they, they went to Jerusalem to stay there as spies. For David. Who will you be a spy for? Who will you be a spy for? If you are being a, a spy, a traitor, which direction will you belong to? Will you be on David's side? Who is the legitimate leader? Or will you be a spy, a conspirator for Absalom? Because David had spies and Absalom also had spies. It's true. Absalom had spies. He sent spies. Now David sent Zadok, the priest. Go to Ezekiel 44. We'll be ending soon. I'm sure your time is up. Hey, it's... Now, Ezekiel 44. Verse 14. From verse 15. It says, But the priests, the Levites, the sons of Zadok, that kept the charge. This is the Zadok mentioned by David. 
of my sanctuary. When the children of Israel went astray from me, they shall come near. So, so the sons of Zadok, they stayed faithful. When everybody went astray and followed Absalom, Zadok was faithful. I hope I'll never add you to the list of people who have not been faithful. Huh? God forbid. Oh. Those of you watching my television, I hope I'll never have to add you to the list. Because one day the history of the church will be written in heaven. And we will have the Zadoks. He says, the sons of Zadok that kept the charge of my sanctuary when the children of Israel went astray. They shall come near to me to minister. They will be allowed to come near. Those who are not faithful should not come. They should be around, but they shouldn't come near. And they shall stand before me to offer unto me the fat and the blood, saith the Lord God. It's a very important scripture that you shall do. And verse 16. They shall enter into my sanctuary and they shall come near to my table to minister unto me and they shall keep the charge. Amen. Amen. Amen? Amen. All right. So, Zadok is very important. And back to 2 Samuel. Everyone, 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel, chapter 15. So, Zadok, verse 29. Verse 29. And Zadok and Abiathar carried the ark of God again to Jerusalem. And David went up by the ascent. Amen. David went up by the ascent of the Mount of Olives. And he wept as he went up. And had his head covered. And he went barefoot. And all the people that were with him uh, covered every man's head. And they went up weeping as they went up. Wow. Is it the right thing? I don't think so. It can never end well. Is it not true? Yes, they went weeping. Verse 31. And one told David, Ahithophel is among the conspirators. Ish. Ahithophel? That's the one he said, that the one I ate with. My friend. My friend. He's joined these people. No, no. And David said, Lord, Turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. Watch out for such dangerous prayers. <laughs> Amen? So, to be a head pastor is to survive all these conspiracies, meetings, secret meetings, and issues, deceptions, everything that is going on, and still be there. What have you suffered? What have you been through? What have you survived? Yes. President Akufuado in Ghana. What has he suffered? He could never become president until he was 70 plus. He tried all his life. What has he suffered? What has he been through? What has he survived? 
losing election by 20,000. Huh? Yes, one of our church attendants, Solen Sunday, that's all. Yes. So, to be in the ministry is to survive many, many, many things. And so that is why you need to educate yourself and you need to survive with righteousness. Amen. Righteousness and forgiveness. And you'll be able to stand through the various storms that are going to come. So if you are on a mission field, you see, you think you are the leader, but there are meetings. People are not faithful. There are discussions. Even in the choir, the small choir you have with 10 people, they have, they have, they, they are people that are some way. Yes. All kinds of things. In little, little groups all over the place. And so they need to teach on loyalty and enforce a culture of loyalty. And it's like, Charlie, if you don't believe our things, here's the way. Go to a new place and leave us since we are not perfect. All my life, that has been my policy. If I can leave you, I'll leave you. If I can leave you, I'll leave you. There are some people you can't leave, so you may end up being with them. But if you can leave, say, oh, Charlie, bye-bye. Why? Because you don't believe in me. You don't believe in me. Based on what you say, you don't believe in me. Why should you be with me if you don't believe in me? All my life, I've been excusing myself from people. I can give you a long list of people I've excused myself from. Since you don't believe in me, and I also know that I'm not perfect. So since you don't believe in me, Charlie... See you later. To the left, to the right. Bye-bye. Learn that you cannot be with everybody. And some people, you are better off without them so that you can lead, even if they are few. When I came to the First Love Church, we were just about 200 people with children, all children. Hadela was one of the fewer than 200. Yeah. Hadela, isn't it? You were the chief elder. Uh, Somebody was a chief elder. Yes, and then you were... Ah, Danny was chief elder, yeah. You were not even at the level of chief elder. Yes. So today you have two children. You are married. <laughs> yes. Is it not amazing? It's amazing. And God has done it. And he's still doing things. Amen. Yes. The Lord will keep you to be the head. May you take fast decisions. May you escape and may you survive. May you, may you, may you, may you survive and be there. Survive the strivings and stand. Yes. May you overcome deceptions of those who say, they are with you, but they are not with you. And make everything more, ten times more difficult because of their pretense. May you escape wickedness, deceivers, liars, conspirators, Absaloms, Judases, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Stand to your feet.
Now, I haven't actually got into my notes yet. Because I have so many points. But I have not even given you one point. Yes. So, another time. <laughs> I have so many points. What it means. Number one, two, three, four. A lot of points. But I didn't give you any points. Another time. Holy hands. Father, thank you for your... Bless everybody. Pray in the spirit for a moment. Every watching, everywhere. Paramandali mamanda, paramandali mamanda, perimandali bonebele shindele mamanda rala babanda laba. Thanks for your power. Thanks for your grace. Thanks for your help. Mama la tabalana ma shivele menebe. Hale mara nalumolole bedele bedele bedele. Hare mandala baba. Thanks for keeping me, Lord the strivings of the people we give you thanks and we give you praise in Jesus name touch every life let us become good leaders deliver us from the strivings of the people cause us to be the head and not the tail in Jesus name we pray Amen God bless you for listening to this message. Visit daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.